Welcome to the free sermon podcast of the Potter's House Church in Virginia Beach, affiliated with Christian Fellowship Ministries. Our vision is winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. It's Wayman Wednesday. That means you're about to hear a message from the founder of our fellowship, Pastor Wayman Mitchell. Even though he entered into his reward and is in the presence of our Lord, we still need to hear his clarion call to faithfulness, holiness, discipleship, and commitment to the cause of Christ. If you like what you hear, please support World Evangelism by subscribing to the premium version of this podcast for even more sermons. Links are in the show notes. Enjoy today's sermon. Chapter 6. I was uh, interested in an article uh, in the newspaper yesterday about a rumble or a riot up in Jundalup and uh, a constable that was partially paralyzed by a flying headbutt. And this was triggered by a racial slur. Listen to this, this quote. Have you ever had a 300-pound angry pommy on you? They threw them all out of the pub. They're all out in the street. And uh, the fight is going on out there. And five police officers had to come and finally restore the calm. Anger. I want to talk to you this uh, morning about anger management. It's very interesting that... Uh, in a lot of uh, cases of domestic violence and of uh, uh, various outbursts, uh, that judges now, or uh, those in the courts, are mandating that the people involved attend anger management classes. They have uh, road rage, and uh, I'm told that they even have trolley rage here in Australia, that uh, people shopping in uh, their trolleys in the grocery store, they... Uh, they get into a rumble in the aisles, a trolley rage. So uh, I want to talk to you about uh, anger management for a moment because the scripture has a great deal to say. And I have no doubt, whatever, that we have people here this morning that from time to time you have a little anger. So I believe that God gives us promise of help. Genesis 6, a very interesting scripture. It's uh, both prophetic and also Insightful Verse 1, if you want to follow there with me, says, Now it came to pass, uh, when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born to them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were beautiful, and they took wives for themselves of all whom they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not strive with man forever, for is indeed flesh, yet his days shall be one hundred and twenty years. There were giants on the earth in those days and also afterward when the sons of God came into the daughters of men and they bore children to them those were the mighty men who were of old men of renown then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually and the Lord was sorry that he'd made man on the earth and he was grieved in his heart So the Lord said, I'll destroy man whom I've created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping thing and birds of the air, for I'm sorry that I've made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. This is the genealogy of Noah. Noah was a just man, perfect in his generation. Noah walked with God. And Noah begot three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and the earth also was corrupt before God. Look at verse 11, and the earth was filled with violence. So God looked upon the earth, and indeed it was corrupt, 
for all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. And God said to Noah, the end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I'll destroy them with the earth. Anger management. Think with me for a moment about the Bible history of anger. First of all, in the book of Genesis, uh, in the first human family, we have the outburst of this anger, and uh, it is rooted uh, in some purposes uh, that we need to examine as we go down a little further in the scripture. The earliest record, you know, Cain brings an offering, and uh, Abel brings an offering. Cain the Bible says, brought of the uh, vegetables of the ground. He was a farmer. And in verse 5 and 6, it's Genesis 4, said he did not, uh, God did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry. And his countenance fell. So the Lord said to him, why are you angry? And uh, why has your countenance uh, fallen? So here we have the first human family. We have the... Uh, Man who has been tainted by the sin of his father. Sin has corrupted human nature. We find Cain who disobeys God. He does not obey God in the offering that God required. God rejected that, uh, and that rejection brought anger, uh, and that can be very deadly in human personality. Listen to verse 8, the Bible says, Now Cain talked with Abel, his brother. And it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and he killed him. Now, it's obvious that this anger progressed on into strife. And as it progressed on into strife, then it escalated. And as it progressed, it moved on into the murder of Cain's brother, Abel, and I want to tell you that we need go no further. It's a prominent uh, dimension uh, in society. This takes center stage not only in our experience. We see this playing out. I read this one article. Uh, you could probably pick up any newspaper of any day of the week and you'd find some uh, story that anger had escalated and caused a harmful or a very unsavory uh, Atmosphere, even to the harm of others. Now look at this text for a moment. Two places in verse 11 and verse uh, uh, 13. It says the earth was filled with violence. Violence uh, is something that is triggered by or is the outgrowth uh, of anger. And in uh, Matthew 24, 37, we find a prophetic dimension because Jesus said, but it, as it was in the days of Noah, so also shall it be in the days of the coming uh, of the Son of Man. So here we have this dimension. We find it very prominent in society. One of the major figures of the Bible had a problem with anger. His name was Moses. You know the story? Moses goes out one day. He sees uh, an Egyptian abusing one of his uh, Israeli brothers. Uh, he rises up in anger. As a result of that, uh, this man is killed. Uh, and uh, events are triggered in Moses' life as a direct result of this anger that he allows to be made manifest. You follow it on through, you'll find Moses coming down from the mount. 
He has just received the Ten Commandments of God written by the finger of God in stone. As he's coming down, he hears this sound. And as he hears this sound, he comes down. And the people of God are worshiping a golden calf. They've stripped themselves naked. There are sex orgies going on in Exodus 32. And in anger, Moses breaks these tablets that God has written in stone. And God has to write them again. And we see this man had a problem with anger. We find him later on. God spoke to him. And the people are crying out for water. And uh, they, they're, they're thirsty. There's no water there where they are. Uh, and uh, this is over in present day Jordan as they're walking up the king's highway. And God says to Moses, you speak to this rock uh, and it's going to bring forth water. But Moses becomes upset with the people who never seem to do what God wants him to do. Uh, and he takes his rod and strikes the rock uh, in anger. And for that... Uh, His entire future is altered, uh, and the events of life, uh, anger, uh, is a part of human personality, uh, and it can affect our destiny. Now, there's a deadly uh, emotion that is triggered here that we want to look at for a moment. If anger is unresolved, it then will become internalized, and as it becomes internalized, it becomes destructive to human personality, and not only to ourselves, but also for those who associate with us. In the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 7, verse 9, do not hasten in your spirit to be angry, for anger rests in the bosom of fools. So here we have now a very sobering dimension, and we see the scripture is going to speak then often and very potently concerning this dimension and this ability of human personality. And among the admonitions of the Bible are directions to you and I personally about this dimension of anger, and we have to handle this biblically. Uh, and Titus 1.7 says uh, uh, this morning, uh, for an overseer, those in responsibility must be blameless as a steward of God, not self-willed, uh, not quick-tempered, uh, not violent. So what that really means is uh, a pugnacious personality. And that means that in God's economy, in God's kingdom, he intends for us uh, to have a victory over this. uh, And there's an urgent message in the Bible that has to do with this business uh, of anger. uh, And in Psalms 37 uh, and verse 8, it says these tremendous words, Seize from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret. It only causes uh, harm. In the book of Galatians, chapter 5, it begins to outline the works of the flesh and the fruit of the Spirit. And it enumerates strife as a work of the flesh, variance or quarreling or contentious temper, and fits of rage. And then begins to say to us, this is the work of the flesh. And if we give rein to that and continually give ourselves to that, it's going to be destructive to our own personality, our relationship with God, those we associate with. And so we need to look clearly at anger and examine it from the Bible. I want to talk to you about the causes of anger. The causes of anger are probably too numerous for us to mention here. But God created man with an emotional dimension. How many of you know that? We have emotion. A part of our definition of soul is intellect, 
will, and emotion. And as God created us with an emotional element and an emotional dimension, sin has warped that creative element of God, which is a, an ability to choose and an ability of emotion. He's warped that. And as he's warped that and twisted that, then it begins to break out. And if you be honest, any threat this morning to our self-interest triggers an emotion, and emotion is anger. In other words, if someone says something this morning and they begin to criticize anything that is at our self-interest, the adrenaline begins to pump. Automatically, it begins to flow, and it could be our character. Somebody assails our character. Somebody begins to talk about our position uh, that uh, we don't deserve the position uh, that we've received or some relationship that we're involved in or decisions that we make. Uh, and all of these involve what is called our ego. And when our ego becomes involved, uh, any assault to our ego, any criticism, uh, any uh, uh, flavoring that's brought or words that are spoken, immediately uh, this triggers the adrenaline uh, and our adrenaline gets cranked up. Uh, and as our adrenaline gets cranked up, uh, then uh, we have an ego that's involved uh, and uh, this is a dangerous place. This is the cause uh, of uh, anger. In, the, in verse 5, if you look there for a moment, uh, God describes the fallen nature of man. And he says there's a wickedness. Uh, wickedness is a, is a twisting. Uh, and that wickedness involves our heart. Let's listen to uh, verse 5 and 6 again. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth. And that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth and he was grieved in his heart. James picks this up in the book of James in chapter 1, 19 and 20. He says, so then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath or slow to anger. For the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Now, this could be many, many causes or many things that trigger this. One of these sometimes is the pride that we have of position. We have a man in the book of Esther, and his name is Haman. Haman has been exalted to a great position in the kingdom, as actually second under the king, Azurius. And as he's walking, he because of this position, he elicits and encourages people actually to reverence him, even to worship him. The Bible says in the book of Esther, as he's walking through the streets, uh, people are bowing down. Uh, oh, great Haman. Uh, what a wonderful man is Haman. One day he passes through the city gate uh, and there's a little Jew sitting there named Mordecai. And as Haman passes through, everybody's bowing down. Great Haman. And Mordecai has cleaned his fingernails. He's ignoring him. He sees that. He's enraged by that. Doesn't he know who I am? I'm Haman, second in command. In the book of, uh, of, uh, of uh, uh, Esther, chapter 3, verse 5, when Haman saw that Mordecai did not bow or pay him homage, Haman was filled with wrath. You can go on and read the horrible story. 
it, it, it moved on to his self-destruction as anger always will if it's un, un, unchecked or un, uh, un, uh, unhealed. But this went on to this man's self-destruction and pride of position can be a terrible thing if we allow that to cause us to be angry at those who do not recognize how great we are. Thanks again for listening to the free version of the VBPH Sermon Podcast, where we post sermons on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays. We also have a premium version of this podcast, which posts sermons and interviews every single day of the week. So why would you want to subscribe? I'm glad you asked. I have five reasons for you. Number one, on the premium version, we post full versions of Testimony Tuesday, Pastor Campbell Thursday, and Study Day Saturday. If you'd like to hear those episodes, then subscribe now. Reason number two, uninterrupted listening. We remove all ads and all extraneous content from our premium feed. Reason number three, Premium episodes always release six hours earlier than the free version. If you're an early bird, it's a great reason to subscribe. Number four, our subscribers will gain access to our sermon chat group on WhatsApp, where we interact directly with listeners around the globe. If you'd like to chat with other premium subscribers, subscribe today. And finally, every dollar we raise goes to world evangelism. This is the best reason to subscribe because you are helping us launch churches all around the world. We don't put one dime in our pockets. Everything that we raise from this podcast will go directly to Thursday night of Chandler Conference. So please subscribe today by using the links in the show notes below. Thanks. There's a second thing I want to consider with you, and that's the frustration of our own plans of self-will. In the Bible, there's a man whose name is Saul. He's king. He becomes upset at, uh, at David. That's another story because the people are singing, uh, uh, Saul has killed his thousand, but David has killed his 10,000. And this uh, escalates on into a uh, jealousy and an envy and so on. But he plans to kill David and he invites him to a nice dinner. I don't know if his rump steak or what it was, but at any rate, he invites him to a, a, a dinner. But David has already picked up that Saul wants to kill him, and he's friends with his son Jonathan. And uh, and Jonathan's warned him, said this uh, he, not good, not good things are going to happen at this uh, dinner. And so uh, they all come; they're seated there, and uh, Saul is looking for David. David doesn't show. And the Bible says that he became very angry, 1 Samuel 20, verse 30. Then Saul's anger was aroused against Jonathan, and he said, You son of a perverse, rebellious woman, because his self-will was frustrated many times. If our self-will is frustrated, the adrenaline begins to pump, and we have to be very careful that we do not give rein to that, and that story is told in the Bible, there's another uh, trigger for anger, and that's uh, self-righteousness. Many people are self-righteous. Uh, and as they're self-righteous, uh, this begins to trigger things in them. Uh, they begin to view other people with a wrong perspective, uh, and uh, it can play out very bad- badly. We have an interesting story about David. David has committed adultery. 
He has not been brought to task for this. One year has gone by and nothing's been done about this at all. One day, Nathan the prophet comes in and sits down and begins to talk to David and said, David, I want to tell you a little story. There's a man uh, over here and this man has uh, flocks of sheep. He's, he's, he's rich. And his neighbor only had one lost, uh, one, one lone sheep. And uh, this man had a friend that came to visit and uh, guess what he did? He went over and took that lone sheep, never touched his sheep, but took that man's sheep uh, and, uh, and, uh, he, uh, uh, and, and he used that uh, for his banquet. Uh, and immediately David's anger has risen up and said, who is this man? We're going to kill him. Well, now the law didn't require that stealing a sheep would be punished by death. But it's an interesting thing about people who are self-righteous. People who are self-righteous generally have sin in their guilt and their own background is driving them and they become harsh and they become critical. And this event is related to us in the Bible about a man named David of his own self-righteousness that caused anger. Sometimes working with people causes frustration. How many of you know that in the work of God, fruit only comes in time? How many of you know that? You know, we're, we're human beings. We want to do it. We want to get our reward. Okay, what are you going to do for me now? I did right. I helped this person. You know, I got this new convert. I helped them. And so I, I, uh, Sunday night, uh, I took them out for a sandwich. And so Monday, I should get a reward of some kind. How many of you know that fruit only comes uh, in time? This is very true. And sometimes working with people is very frustrating. You, uh, you get a new convert. Uh, they don't have a place to sleep. You take them uh, to your house. Say, okay, well, you can crash here in the, in the living room or somewhere. And uh, the next day, you've got to go, uh, uh, go to work. Maybe you're a bo- in a boy's house. There's two, three of you living there. You're all working for a living, but this guy doesn't work. And so you say, okay, you can crash at our house. And you come home at night, uh, and your best guitar's gone. Your stereo's walked off somewhere. You don't ever see them again. How many of you know that working with people can be very frustrating? But you see, in the scripture, uh, unless we will uh, come to resolve concerning this, uh, we internalize this. uh, And as we internalize this, this becomes very deadly. And this is why Galatians 4 and verse 9 says these words, uh, uh, 6 verse 9, And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we should reap if uh, we do not uh, lose heart. Sometimes just truth will trigger anger in people who are rebellious against God. Jesus goes into the synagogue in Galilee. Uh, They let him read the scripture. He reads from Isaiah 61, uh, verse 1, is found in Luke's gospel, chapter 4. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Jesus simply reads the text from Isaiah. It's related in Luke's gospel, chapter 4. And uh, he sits down and says, This day, this scripture is fulfilled in your ears. They begin to rumble there. And he said there were a lot of widows in the days of the Zarephath. But only the widow of Zarephath received a miracle from God. And there are many lepers, but this, this, only this one leper, Naaman, was cleansed. And they're enraged. They rise up. And the Bible says they took him to the brow of the hill and wanted to kill him. Jesus is in a synagogue one day. 
And as he's in a synagogue one day, there's a man there that needs a healing. His, uh, uh, his arm is a shrivel. And Jesus says, stretch forth your arm. He's instantly healed. Uh, and the rule of the synagogue, the Bible says, is filled with indignation. You want to heal people, you do it in another day of the week. He didn't, uh, he didn't say that uh, uh, because that wasn't a good miracle. He did that uh, in anger of jealousy and envy. Uh, and anger is something that is very easily triggered uh, And there are many, many causes, uh, and we need to consider that uh, in the Scripture. Sometimes there's a moral link. I discovered years ago that people who are involved in pornography, for instance, men especially, that uh, when you find that they have an unruly temper, you can push a button and instantly uh, they come uh, out with rage. If they continue that, generally they're involved uh, in pornography uh, because when you feed the self and you you enthrone self, especially uh, in a moral link, uh, then it often manifests itself uh, in an unruly uh, and in a uh, violent temper and passion. uh, And this is what we find in Genesis 6. What you're seeing in Genesis 6 is a, is a moral link. Uh, and uh, in that, uh, you're reading there is a sexual deviation that is involved there that feeds, uh, uh, that feeds uh, uh, self-gratification. Uh, and uh, as you saw that, when the sons of God uh, took them wives of all who the daughters of men, the Bible is saying this is one of the things that enraged the Lord uh, is, uh, and this is why the earth was filled uh, with violence. We want to talk about the good part this morning. And that's the solution. Regardless of where I start, stay with me. I'll always bring you out light at the end of the tunnel before I finish. It's one of the marks of my ministry. So if you're feeling bad this morning, just stay with me. We're going to get saved before we finish this. In this scripture, we find the solution. There are ample warnings in the Bible. One thing is that uh, anger... uh, a uh, person who is anger is a bad person to associate with uh, on a regular basis. Uh, and in Proverbs uh, uh, chapter 22 uh, and verse 24 says, Make no friendship with an angry man uh, and with a furious man do not uh, go. So people who are angry all the time or are easily uh, upset and, and, uh, and fly into temper fits or they're constantly seething with anger, something happens in the people who associate with them. This triggers bad things in others. Uh, and uh, we could uh, just describe it as an inflammation or an igniting uh, or an inflammatory statement. And the Bible speaks clearly to that in Proverbs 29. And verse 22 says, an angry man stirs up strife. And a furious man abounds in transgression. So it's a good practice this morning to stay away from people who the moment you begin to talk to them, they get angry and they're filled with anger because it's contagious. And if you're not careful, it moves on you. Look with me for a moment at the wonderful news that is here because this news has to do with God's grace. Verse 8, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. When you find the word grace in the Bible, in the New Testament, you're going to have to understand that this is more than just simply free and unmerited favor. As the Calvinists quote, they just stop it there. This is free and unmerited favor. And that's all true. But there's much more to the word grace. It's actually God's power actively released in our behalf and working in our behalf, which brings not only favor, but it also brings a dimension of enablement 
so that we can escape. And the Bible says that Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. He escaped from judgment, number one, but he also became a preacher, Peter says, of righteousness in his ministry for some 120 years. Now, the promise of Scripture this morning is to escape. We're talking on anger. We're talking about anger management, uh, and the good news of Scripture is you can escape from the bondage uh, of the spirit uh, of anger. Listen to Ephesians 4, 26 and 27, uh, and it says, Be angry and do not sin. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath, uh, neither give place to the devil. So here is a very interesting imagery Every one of us are capable of getting angry. Let me see how many people have ever been angry here. Let me see your hands. Be honest with me. All right. Most of your life. If you didn't lift your hand, well, you're either dead or or, uh, you didn't hear what I said. We have the ability to be angry. All the things that I've enumerated before, each of us uh, sometime in our life have to deal with that. Uh, So how are we going to deal with that? How, How many of you know people that just to get around them, it just upsets you really bad. Anybody ever know anybody? Am I the only one to know people that, that the moment you're around, I mean, so be you angry and do not sin, neither let the sun go down upon your wrath. This is a powerful scripture. This means then that we're going to have to resolve this. We cannot allow that to find, it says, don't give place to the devil. It's the Greek word topos, which means a landing place or a place uh, whereby it's like a beachhead and army lands uh, begin to roll out all of their artillery and so on and go on to conquest. So here's the danger. The danger is that you and I will uh, be angry. And as we are angry, we do not resolve that uh, but rather we internalize that, uh, we begin to sleep on it. Uh, and in the book of Ephesians four twenty six and 27, one translation says, if you're angry, don't sin by nursing uh, your grudge. Sometimes uh, you have to engage the scripture and say to God, God, I can't resolve this. Uh, and so I'm going to put it in your hands uh, And in the book of uh, Psalms, chapter 37, uh, gives us a wonderful direction that I want to share with you. uh, uh, And uh, it says in uh, Psalms 37, bear with me while I read these words, because these words are written to people like you and I that are prone to not resolve uh, our anger. Do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. You know, many times uh, anger comes because you served an injustice. This is not right. These people did wrong. And so you rise to that. uh, But your righteousness shall shine as the light uh, and your justice as the noonday. Rest in the Lord. And wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way. Because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Cease from anger 
and forsake wrath. Do not fret. It only causes harm. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait on the Lord, they shall inherit the earth for yet a little while, and the wicked shall be no more. Indeed, you will look carefully for his place, but it shall be no more. See, God is able to break in upon the circumstances of life. How many of you believe that God is God? See, faith says, but without faith it's impossible to please God. For he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And what he's working in you and I is the outworking of his wonderful victory of Calvary's tree and redemption. Listen to Galatians 5 and verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is self-control. Now think about that for a moment because I said we're dealing with issues that do not automatically come to pass. This is where faith kicks in. Faith kicks in and says, God, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't resolve this. I can't do anything about this. But Lord, you're going to have to handle that. And meanwhile, I'm going to stay saved and I'm going to live for you and I'm going to do good or do right. And the Bible says that the fruit of the Spirit is self-control based on the Holy Spirit. And the bottom line this morning of Christianity is change. How many of you know that? The bottom line of Christianity is change. Christianity isn't just being religious. It means that there's going to be something transpiring in your personality where God is going to bring a change that you no longer respond to or yield to or in bondage to the appetites and the usual conduct, but you're going to commit it to God and First Peter, Second uh, Peter, chapter one gives us this wonderful admonition. Listen, as His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us to glory and virtue. Think about that for a moment now. God's power giving to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Now listen by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. So what is that saying? It says to you and I now, here's a wonderful proposition that is given to you and I. We do not have to be a slave to our lower nature. We do not have to be a slave to the passions that drive us. We do not have to be a slave to the bondage of an unruly temper, violent outbursts, or whatever's causing that. But the Bible says God gives to us the divine nature. And this is what he's working out in us. This is why the fruit of the Spirit is self-control. The only hope for humanity this morning is Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Can you say amen? And when it says that Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord, it means that Noah, who was living in the midst of this corrupt society, where around him with all of this, men were giving way to this, violence filled the earth. That as, Moses, or as Noah lived in the midst of that society, he was able to allow God to move in his behalf and work in him that grace, and he even became a preacher of that righteousness for 120 years. There's a wonderful song or chorus that we sing 
Uh, oftentimes, I've been changed. I've been reborn. All my life has been rearranged. What a difference it makes uh, since the Lord came to stay uh, in my heart. Uh, oh, yes, I've been changed. I wonder this morning if you've been changed. Have you been changed? Do you avail yourself of that wonderful grace of God that is able to reach into your heart beyond the emotion, beyond the triggering of the various events of life? I want to tell you that you can, this morning, have that in your own personality and in your experience. I want every head bowed. I want every eye closed for a moment. for listening to the sermon podcast of the Virginia Beach Potter's House Church. Were you blessed by today's message? Let us know. Please leave us a rating on Apple Podcast or on Podchaser. We'll be back next time with another life-changing word from heaven. God bless.